Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I feel like this episode might be a little bit like the first episode of the podcast, only in that it might not be as long as we're used to. We know that you and I can sit here and talk for hours, and we love to do it. We love to see it. Um, But today is going to be more of a little bit of a health update. And then also I do have a couple things to bitch about because it's me, obviously. Um, It's really funny. So uh, as I said, I didn't want to miss the podcast this week because it's I'm sorry what Wednesdays and, you know, the Thursday episodes are cool, but it's like, I'm sorry what Wednesday, you know what I mean? And so I basically forced my dad to help me figure out how to do this from my bed, um, which I did do it last time. And somehow it was easier, probably because my computer was charged. But we we had a hot mess express time, but we're here. Oh, you know what? It's because I didn't do it from my bed last time. I did it from the couch in the living room. So much easier. But we don't have that kind of time today. We are doing it live from the bedroom. Actually, this is the room that I was in when I first launch the podcast because as you guys know I did finally move out of my parents house at the ripe age of 29 and um but now I'm I'm right back in it so as I mentioned last week in case you missed that episode I'll give you you know an update so I did somehow in my sleep or whatever do a little damage to my meniscus and my knee but then as we know um both of my legs swelled up and or by legs, I mean my ankles. And then they got this rash. And so, you know, when we were chatting on Thursday last week, I really thought that this shit was going to be over by now. I was like, OK, I'm doing everything right. I'm taking on the meds. I am calling the doctors. Yeah, here's the thing that's super fun about rheumatologists. They don't exist, apparently. I don't know what the deal is here. I think if you are in school to become a doctor right now and you're like, I don't know what specialty to go to, rheumatology. Because apparently y'all fuckers don't exist and you're literally the most wanted people on the planet. I cannot even tell you how many doctors I have called. And listen, you're looking at a bitch who half-ass her whole medical career. A full-blown half-ass, okay? Like, I have always been a sick kid, but I'm doing it my way, which is the lazy way. Okay, and then I was like, I'm old now. I can't fucking do this shit. And then obviously, you know, I I, this is very painful and I just want to be able to walk by Saturday. Saturday is Jenna's wedding. The goal is to walk down that aisle. Right. So I've been calling rheumatologies up the asshole. They are so snark. And listen, What I'm not understanding about this whole process is that, like, I am the host of I'm Sorry What the Podcast. How is that not getting me enough street cred to be in the presidential suite of the rheumatologist? You know what I mean? I literally call them and they're like, "Okay, we have appointments in October and November. And I'm like, bitch, what part of can't walk? Because the whole thing is that I've done so much fucking blood work and testing with like, that's all I was doing last week, pretty much for them to turn around and tell me 
that they can't do anything with it. Like a rheumatologist has to. So then I've been calling and calling, right? Which you already heard. I know, I know, I know. I'm so annoying. So after spending all this time with all these like snark ass responses, like one person I was like, but it's urgent. And she's like, yeah, we have an urgent wait list of 50 people. I'll put your name on. It's like, no one needs your attitude and put me to the top of the list. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I call my I set up an appointment, pay to see my doctor today, even though I've been blowing up her ass on email. She's super nice. She's super sweet. This is no shade to her. It's like obviously she has other patients, you know, but it's like, hello. Um, and I set up an appointment with her to just to be like, hi, I'm calling all these doctors and then I'm calling your office to get the referral sent because that's the whole shit, right? Like you need a referral in order to get it. So like and there's the office is saying that they're not getting the referrals that your office is saying send it. I'm like, I'm not walking like I don't know what part of this it like I need to explain any further, but I'm I literally can't walk. And then I show her my feet on the camera, you know, and she's like, oh, that's way worse. And I was like, was my emails saying this isn't getting better or me calling saying like this is worse? Hello? Was that was that not registering to anybody? But whatever she saw. And she's like, you need to go to the emergency room now. And a couple of you might be thinking, Ashley, why did you not go to the ER before? Here's why. So back in the in the day, there was a time where I got and I might have told the story last week, but whatever. We love to hear it twice. You know, I my whole feet broke out in this like crazy rash. Right. And I think I told the story I was with Ryan and Julie and Ryan had to wheel me to the bathroom a bunch, whatever. Um, not whatever. That was amazing. But still, when I talked to them on the phone, they were like, do not go to the ER because you need a rheumatologist and there's not going to be one there. So there's no point. And I was like, "Okay, whatever. So I had been asking on the phone, like, you know, is this worth going to emergency? You know, all these things are like, no, just keep calling, keep calling. And now she's like, go to the emergency room. She's like, they will find you a rheumatologist in the emergency room. And I'm like, okay. So we go, uh, for, of course, I have to find emergency room in my care network. And also for my personal health care plan, an appointment is $20 with any doctor, including a specialist, right? Urgent care is $125. we are looking at a nice solid $250 to go to the ER. So I'm like, if I'm going to the fucking ER, we're going to make it worth it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to waste my fucking time. I also know how hard it is for me to get in and out of a house. Like, I can't even stand to go to the bathroom Imagine me getting to a car. So anyways, we go to the first uh, facility, Stanford facility in Livermore. And they're like, no, you need to go to the Pleasanton office because there's a rheumatologist there. Sit there for two and a half hours. You know, when I get in there, I explain. I said, I need to see a rheumatologist. And they're like, hey, they have me sit there for two and a half hours. Then they wheel me back for this lady to roll in and say, you need to see a rheumatologist. And we don't have one here. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Fuck me. Right. Because at this point, it's oh, we're getting to the point where it's like 2 p.m. So she's like, here's what I can do, though. She's like, I can run a bunch of tests. I can give you some pain meds and then you'll be set up for when you go to the emergency room at Big Stanford at Mothership in Palo Alto. And I'm like, OK, so at this point, you know, my mom's taking off time work. We're already here. I'm thinking, you know, let's just do both. I'm like, 
because she's like, or you can do this. And I was like, well, I'm like, mom, why don't I just go to Palo Alto early tomorrow or at this point? I was like, or later today, because sorry, when somebody tells you they're just going to like prescribe you some drugs and take some blood tests, you don't think that's going to be a five hour stint in the hospital. You don't think that. Not when you're at an emergency room where you've been seeing people sit out there and you yourself have been sitting for two hours. Why would you think that they wouldn't be rushing your ass out if they know they can't help you, right? I was wrong. This is where Ashley makes the wrong choice here. And I was like, whatever, let's do it. I thought they were prescribing me drugs, but they come in, they wheel me in, they put me on an IV, they pump me with morphine, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So then they decide they want to do like an ultrasound, all this stuff. So basically they run all these tests and she says... I'm going to call to get rheumatology on the phone and that's what I can do so then we can look at the charts together and I come up with a solution. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, sick. At least I'll probably get an answer back, right? Like at least we'll get a diagnosis and then maybe I still have to go tomorrow to get like the medication or whatever. Maybe they'll be able to figure it out on the phone. So I sit there. Me and my poor mom, they gave me this ultrasound They stick me with a brand new lab tech who couldn't fucking find a vein for me. And this is no shade. You have to start somewhere. However, I'm not in the mood at this point. And so then I just start sobbing because it hurt. Everything hurts. Like, I don't know what the morphine wasn't really helping me. I'm just sobbing at this point. They had to bring in the nurse. I'm trying to be nice, too, because I don't want to, like, piss this kid off. He's also not horrible looking, you know. And don't worry. Always in the back of my head is is the point of this whole bullshit that I'm going to find my husband, you know? So I'm like trying not to be a like a little bitch, but he hurt me and I started crying. And then what was annoying about that was because I stopped crying. The nurse kept coming in and be like, I'm so glad you're feeling better. And then when I left the hospital, she's like, I'm so glad you're feeling better. I'm like, I feel no different. The problem is, is like Ariana Grande once said, she ain't got no tears left to cry. You know what I mean? So like, leave me alone. So anyways, I sit I sit in the hospital for five hours, basically just having them draw blood every five seconds and do this weird ultrasound of my legs. And for someone who's like doesn't want to get pregnant and has never been pregnant, I sure have had like more ultrasounds than anyone I know. Like I always thought that that was just a baby thing. No, <laughs> I've had so many and never of my legs. That was very weird. Uh, but anyways, so I'm sitting in there. They, they finally let me leave. You know, and by the way, they keep having to roll me into different rooms. And the poor guy that like I cried at about my IV, like I keep running into him in the hallway and he will not even fucking look at me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So all this is to say, (laughs) this whole big chunk is to say that I got absolutely no answers on what is wrong with me. My feet are more swollen. Uh, My I would say this. My right foot is where it started and it looks not as bad, but my left foot is in the game. And if if you don't know much about lefty, this is the same foot that got stung by the stingray. So it's already got nerve damage. So when the nurse is like grabbing onto it, I'm like, I could kill somebody. <laughs> I was like, not you. I know it's not you. So anyways, now the new, the new solution, the new journey is that tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., my dad and I will be leaving Livermore, heading to Palo Alto to Stanford to see to sit in the ER line because the lady was like it's going to be such a long wait and I'm like there's no other option and she's like well let me see if I can find a a clinician or whatever clinic for you to go to 
I'm like, if you think you can do what no one else has been able to do, be my guest. So then she comes back in and she's like, this is at the end, by the way. We're already five hours in and hungry because my mom and I left at 11. We got to the hospital 1130. I was thinking we'd be at like two, three. And that's coming from someone who knows how long it is to be in an ER. But I'm still thinking it's a fucking Tuesday. You know what I mean? And we literally, I think we got home at like 645 or something. So like the hangers there, I'm I'm feeling sick, blah, 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 blah. You know, what? I don't need to fucking justify myself. If I'm in the hospital, I want to be a bitch. I'm a hospital. I want to be a bitch, you know? So she says, you can either go to the ER tomorrow, which at this point we've already decided that that's what's happening, or we can call a clinic. And I was like, oh, well, is the clinic going to get me an appointment tomorrow? Like, I'd rather go somewhere that has an actual appointment. She's like, no, one to two weeks. I'm like, why are you even fucking putting that on the table at this point? How many times do I? It's like the only person who got it was like the very first nurse who brought me in because she came in and she was like, I mean, you know, this is the goal. Like, I'm going to prescribe you with all these, you know, make sure you pick up your your painkillers so you can walk down the aisle on Saturday. I'm like, how is nobody else taking this as the top priority here? Because that is what is the top priority. We are walking down the aisle. I don't have time for one to two weeks. You know what I mean? So anyways, as I mentioned, (laughs) Papa Flo and I will be leaving at the gracious time at 6 a.m. tomorrow to get first in line at the goddamn Stanford Hospital. And hopefully, hopefully I will get an answer. I'm trying to not. There's many reasons I'm trying not to be negative. But one of them is that everybody keeps talking about this whole like the shit you put in the universe thing. You know what I mean? Like somebody even said that the songs you sing in your car, be careful because you put that shit into the universe. And as somebody who was obsessed with the song Drunk Text Me, listen, I'm not going to get in trouble again because I'm not saying that my ex drunk texted me because, okay, I already got in trouble for that. But I'm, but listen, there were, when there were some texts, I'm just saying, when there were drinking involved and I did sing that song, Allegedly, not going to get in trouble again. Allegedly. Anyways, all this is to say that I'm trying to be really good about what I put into the universe. So I'm trying not to be negative because for me, it's just not helpful. Like I'm letting myself have these moments of like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect. Like I am in some serious motherfucking pain. Okay, so there are times where I'm crying and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I I literally told my mom the other day, I was like, sorry, I just, I need like a couple minutes for a pity party. Like, are we down? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really, I don't need any more fucking lessons. Okay. Like, I know people talk about this with dating. They're like, God, I just, I don't want another lesson, man. I want like the man, right? It's like, sames, but also with this health shit. I'm like, I learned so much from getting Crohn's. I learned so much from getting fibromyalgia and lupus. Like, it took me a long time to learn those lessons, but I feel like I'm I'm learning them now. I didn't need a fourth. Like, I'm tired. I don't need everybody knows I'm a strong bitch. I don't need to keep proving it. Please stop throwing me things to prove that I'm strong. I am strong. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want anymore. Like, I just, you know, come on. The stingray, the like Oh my God, I played a whole fucking like weekend tournament of lacrosse with a like broken rib and shit. And like 
turf toe and concussions all the time. Like, I spent my life in pain. Can can a bitch have a break? You know what I mean? So I have those moments. I have pity parties. I think they're important. Okay. And then once I'm done, I let it out or whatever. And I, or write an angry note, my phone. I'm good. We're back to it being positive. It's going to be fine. Like this is what I'm putting out into the universe. I'm going to go tomorrow. We're going to get answers and we're going to figure it the fuck out. I'm going to be open to whatever. Like we're going to try something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like I know this is a process to get better. And I just, the health is it. This is the top priority. You know, I had to, you know, I was really stressed about work and I felt like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to miss so much work for this. And I was like, you know what? I work so hard throughout the years because I know, unfortunately, I know that at least a year I'm going to have a crisis. You know what I mean? And so, you know, in throughout my 2021, you know, it was the Crohn's thing. Like I was sick a lot last year. You know, we didn't know it was wrong. We had to do, you know, the colonoscopy and I wasn't really eating and we had all that. And then the Jimmy breakup and all that shit. And like, you know, it was a really tough year. And I worked really hard, but there were moments that I needed off and I needed time to focus on my health. Uh, I've always seemed to work for bosses who are very understanding of that. You know, um, my boss right now is amazing. When I worked for Natalie, she got it. When I worked for Val, she got it. You know, it, it, you know, it just, it's been, I've been blessed in that front, you know, so, and I just had to kind of explain that again here where I was like, I'm going to work my hardest. I'm I'm going to, you know, times I'm missing for appointments, I will try to make those hours up or I'll use PTO. But right now, like, I just have to figure this out. And so I have to keep my mind clear and my heart full of people who are going to be there and be supportive. And, you know, just I just need the loving and understanding. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. And so it's really funny because I'm I'm obviously super bad at texting. We all know that, especially in a crisis situation. But I wanted people to know what was going on with me. So I figured I was like, there's twofold. I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to tell people what's up. And then I also sent um what I'm not now lovingly calling the Ashley Health Newsletter um to some of my friends. But at the end, I thought this was hilarious for some reason, but I was like, to unsubscribe from the Ashley newsletter, please text back unsubscribe, you know, and it's just like a fun way for me to like keep my friends updated uh, with what's going on. Because I think, you know, I realize that leaving people out of the loop too is is not fair because, you know, they're invested and I'm trying to to keep everybody in and um, trying to, you know, give information as I have it. And, you know, also sparing people who have like, you know, so much going on. I'm like, I don't I don't need big responses or anything. I just want to like kind of give you what's up and or I'll call and check in when I can and, and things like that. So I just thought my unsubscribe joke was funny. So I'm throwing it out there. But, um, you know, yeah. So aside from all the health stuff, it is my best friend Jenna's wedding week. And I'm so fucking excited. My dad had to pick up my dress from the dry cleaners or sorry, not the dry cleaners, the um, the alterations, which I kept saying that my dress got a trim, which it just got like hemmed, you know, uh, just putting in hair terms. But it was so funny because at first they put me on morphine. So I was like a little loop. 
And I was like so stressed about my dad getting this dress. And I'm like, did dad get the dress? Dad get the dress? And then she, you know, he's on the phone with my mom and she's like, yeah, she, he got the dress. And I'm like, yeah, but was it steamed? Was it steamed? Because when I picked up my dress for Aaron's wedding from the same place, I had forgotten that they didn't steam it. And I was so pissed because I was leaving, I believe, like that next day. And I was like, um, this isn't steamed. I'm like, you have the next couple hours because, you know, that shit costs like an arm and a leg. And I'm like, you really you cheaped ass on the steam. No, fuck no. Um, I'm telling you, it, listen, I'm not telling this for any other reason than to say that I feel like I got scammed because I was in a group chat with like a couple of the other girls of the wedding um, are my roommates for the weekend. So excited. But they were saying like, oh, they're, you know, alterations cost like 80 bucks or 70 bucks, which is normally mine when I would get it just like a hem. But more often I'm paying somewhere in the, in the hundreds because I'm usually getting cups installed or like sometimes it taken in, which we love to see. Uh, sometimes taken out, which we absolutely hate to see and want to kill ourselves over, but it's fine. And <laughs> so this time I just got a hem and it was one hundred and ten dollars. And I was like, I listen, I don't think so. Like, I don't in the in this dress like is it's so pretty. I love it. Um, It's super flowy and comfortable, like. I my cousin's getting married a black tie wedding next year and I was like oh I feel like I can rewear this dress which is that's like the dream of a bridesmaid's dress it like rarely happens but like when it can it can I think this dress for Jenna's is so cute so anyways um all I'll just say is that I was like all stressed about him picking up and then I was like because I kept thinking if I paid 110 dollars for just a fucking trim it better be steamed. And so then I guess I stressed him out because he's like, he hasn't even opened the garment bag because he's so afraid that it's not like steamed or whatever. And I was like, listen, I'm not trying to stress you out as you, the only people um, who are literally here with me. And that's no shade to anyone else. It's just like, this is how it is. Like my parents are the people that are taking care of me. Like um, I, I didn't mean to stress you, but I just want, I want everything to be perfect 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 if my legs can't be perfect if they are not participating in um the journey today then that's on them but I'm just so excited I um was so pumped to be able to do the bobo okay I feel like this is really where I thrive and shine is the bobo okay and she was like oh it's not done yet I'm like oh my god like bring it over to me I will do it so I'm super excited like I think tomorrow when I'm done with the hospital and I need to just like relax and breathe. I'm going to put together her bobo okay and I'm really excited for the rehearsal. It's one of those weddings that you're staying on the property, which I always just think is so fun when at least all us bridal party are. And I just think that's going to be so much fucking fun and I'm so excited. Like I know I've talked about it a few times, but you know, Jenna's been my friend since we were like in middle school and she really has stood by me through so much just shit that's happened in my life, um, as all my friends are. I feel like when you sign up to be friends with the Ashley Sleek mess, like, it's just, there's so much. Like, l look at me right now. I'm, I'm fucking jumping in and out of hospitals and shit. Like, it's just, it's wild. And I, I just appreciate so much, especially, like, the longer you stay friends with me and you don't leave, it's just like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> thank you. And um, she just deserve, deserves a whirlwind of happiness. And I love Sergio. I love her fiance. They're so freaking cute together. It's just going to be such a gorgeous wedding. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And we'll 
cannot wait for next week's episode of the podcast where I get to do a wedding episode. We always love a wedding recap, so I'm excited to come back and give you that. <laughs> Just to jump back to the health stuff really fast that I didn't mention. I forgot. My dad bought me a walker. And listen, <laughs> it is so, it's made my life significantly easier, I'm going to be honest. The walker has changed the game for me. But I literally to my mom, I was like, do you think this is what's going to attract the men? They see me rolling, they hay in. And so I, in my, in the Ashley newsletter, I mentioned the Walker and, um, you know, Kim, Kim Como from the pod responded and she was like, oh yeah, I think that we should definitely take, you know, take the, take the Walker out to the bars and see what we can get. And I was like, oh, grandma's night out for sure. Like grandma's night out for sure. But catch me on the streets looking like a bad bitch with my walker, okay? Like, she's thriving. (laughs) So no matter what's happening in my world, just know that I'm still thriving. (laughs) I also, listen, there was literally only two things I have written down in my notes to talk about with you all, which is hilarious. Obviously, one, because I did this podcast, like, on Thursday, so the turnaround time is fast. It's Tuesday when I'm recording, by the way, and... Um, but these are the two things I've written down and I think they're worthy of having some airtime. So first of all, I saw a TikTok that said normalize throwing your friends fake bachelorette parties. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I spent enough money on real bachelorette parties. I listen, I understand. Uh, No, let me lay it out this way. Nobody understands better than me. Someone about to be my 30 who's been a bridesmaid 12 times, I've been a more bachelorette parties than I've been in weddings. Like, I think I probably at least have been to maybe 14 bachelorette parties and bachelor parties. This isn't a complaint. It's more of a flex and you can take it that way. Um, But all I'm trying to say is if you come to me and you're like, you know, it would be fun. Let's throw me a fake bachelorette party. No, because you know what? When you get married, I'm not going to have time for you. You get one time, okay? Because I throw my whole fucking body, soul, and vagina into being a bridesmaid, okay? It's insane. It's insanity. I don't know what to tell you. There's a whole different kind of bitch that comes out for that. I'm like, ride or die. You want me to, like, kidnap a hamster and teach it to dance so it can do a performance at your wedding? Sure, I'll do it. That's the kind of bridesmaid I am. I can't give you that energy twice, you know? Listen, if there's a divorce situation... Okay, I'll do it. Okay, because that, you know, I'll throw you the divorce party and then the remarry party. That's fine. Now, just a fake ass party. No, that's what a birthday's for. You want people to worship the ground you walk on for one day? Have a birthday. I do it. I do a whole fucking month and I live by it. I live, breathe and sleep and eat whatever the phrase is. My birthday month. Okay, no fake bachelorette parties. Do not start this trend. Also, I had to give a shout out to the Shane Co. Okay. In Cupertino, San Mateo, Walnut Creek. Open weekdays till seven, Saturdays and Sundays till eight. I think it might be nine. I don't remember. Online at shaneco.com. Here's the thing. If you're from the Bay Area, you know what I'm talking about. I had this horrible realization and I don't want to hear you tell me that I'm stupid. I'm not in the mood. My feet are swollen and I spend my time in the hospital. So don't you be fucking mean to me. Okay. I was watching baseball, you know, as we love America's favorite pastime. And they were in, I believe, Chicago or something. Colorado. It was in Colorado. 
and there was a Shanko billboard. And I was like, wait, are they playing in Colorado? My dad's like, yeah. And I'm like, hold on. You're telling me that Shanko is not just a Bay Area brand? And he's like, no, they're all over. And I'm like, listen, they're marketing people. It's a 10 out of 10 for me, babe. And, you know, I, I'm in marketing. I'm I'm a Schmidt from New Girl. I am in marketing. And I was like, game, respect, game. I am floored. These bitches had me believing for years that they were a Bay Area born and raised diamond company. You know, I know your friend in the diamonds business is K Jewelers or whatever that slogan is. But obviously not as good as Shanko and Cupertino, San Mateo, Wana Creek. But I'm floored. Also, by the way, I'm pretty sure I've been to all three Shankos. As somebody who loves to ring shop, this is not, don't, before you go all two episodes again, tragic on me. This is not me shopping for myself, okay? I've been with girlfriends to look at their rings. And then I've also, um... I have been with like, I went with uh, Sergio. So for Jenna's wedding, the, you know, another reason I'm so excited. I've seen this shit three, like 360. You know what I mean? Like I went with him to pick out the ring. So how fucking exciting is that? And now we're getting to see it like come to life in the wedding, you know? But seriously, I was so fucking played. I was so played by Shanko. And I don't care if you all are thinking, and I don't care if you're also like, Ashley, I've told you that before. We all know I have no memory. So relax. I and listen, as somebody who's like I said, has history with Shanko, I fully think they're a good place to get a ring. And I actually think they should sponsor the podcast. First of all, I just start all, all over your marketing. I was like 10 stars, whatever. The only thing you're missing is the Ashley Sleek show. Also, because. Listen, I am a wedding aficionado. OK, you know, Like I said, I have shopped for rings with girlfriends. I went with fiancés. Wouldn't you want to just be like, you know, we're going to give Ashley Slick the promo code because that bitch knows people who are getting married. And like, hey, they don't just do engagement rings, you know, like we've got anniversary presents, birthday presents, month long birthday anniversary presents. They've got it all. Okay, the Shanko, Cupertino, San Mateo, Wana Creek. Uh, This is my official pitch for them. Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? All right, I am going to end this with an, uh, with an I'm sorry what moment. Listen, this came to me today. So sometimes it's good for me to spend time in hospitals, right? Because I'm sorry what moments come out of them. And uh, this is, okay, I don't like to be an okay boomer kind of gal. Let the boomers be boomers, you know, and tell their, tell their the bad boomers who are like racist and shit like that. But, you know, the boomers who are like, I can't work on my phone. Like, whatever. It's cute. They're old. It's sensitive. However, I cannot fucking stand, cannot stand 
when people have the sound on their phones. It's like you're typing out loud and there's literally nothing that makes my vagina go angry quite like the ding of a text message. Especially because some of these fuckers are clearly in group messages. It's like ding, ding, ding. Shh. You're in a public place. I had to do this to my own mother and I felt bad about it. Because once again, she's sacrificing her time, her whole life to be with me. Which, you know, that happens when you have a kid. In case you became a parent and you're like, it's done at 18. Just as a fun reminder, my parents are having to take off work to take me to the hospital. I feel like an ass about it. However, not an ass enough to not have shot her a look and been like, for the love of God, put your phone on silent. Like, I can't. Bing, bing, bing. And then it rings. And it's like, and some of these people, you know, it's on so goddamn loud. So here, let me take it back to the boomer comment because I was at the ER today. And, you know, the demographic of an ER on a wonderful Tuesday afternoon, like we're not out there with millennials and Gen Z. Okay, these aren't the young kids who got drunk and fell off a telephone pole. And that's why they're in the emergency room, you know. This this is this is the afternoon crowd of the ER. Okay, so there were a lot of elderly, and I'm not putting my mom in that category. I'm just having to say that she did this too. Oh my god, there were just phones ringing off the hook, and then of course they can't find them. They're fabling. Hello, hello. It gets louder, and I'm like, shh. Or they like watch videos on their phone, and they don't realize. It's like, listen. I my, I have a headphone situation. My ears don't fit AirPods and I wear my Beats, but like they kind of hurt my head after a while. So I don't bring headphones everywhere. So I have learned to become accustomed to watching some TikToks with the volume off, which is why I always support the captions, you know, and TikTok is so easy because the same fucking 10 sounds play all the time that you can pretty much figure out what's going on, right? It's kind of like watching Days of Our Lives. You ever watch Days of Our Lives? My mom and I watched Days of Our Lives since I was a kid. It makes total sense as to why I'm such a dramatic psycho. It, you are what you watch. You know what I mean? So anyways, this is a soap opera that's been on for years. And my mom watches it religiously. And whenever I'm around, I pop in. I can pop into that show and I know exactly what, what the fuck is happening. Like she has to explain like maybe one or two things because sometimes the same actors play different characters, which is confusing, but that's the soap life. But without a doubt, we got the same storyline. We keep watching it. Okay. It's same with TikTok. You're getting the same, ta- same sounds, but it's a little twist. So you like it. All this is to say, I'm listening to like a symphony of different fucking videos and I'm already in pain. You know what I mean? And it's hot and I have to sit outside. We all know I hate the heat because she's a diva. Oh, my God. A hundred sounds and bing, bing, bing. And then they're typing back so slow and you're saying click, 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 click. I'm sorry. What? Listen, learn how to get a phone or you don't get one. Learn how to use a smartphone or you don't get one. There's still those little like go phones that they give children. Give them to the elderly. I cannot fucking have these people. And I get it. They're old. I want them to live their best lives too. Give them headphones or give them nothing. Okay. You can leave your phone on ring with your headphones on. It'll ring in the headphone, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are there. I just know, listen, I'm about to go into the, the Wednesday morning crew at Stanford Hospital like the bouge of the bouge of problems 
And I just don't know if I'm prepared. I'm going to have to bring my headphones because I will start to get snippy. She's putting out positive vibes. Here are the vibes going tomorrow. Tomorrow, Okay, everybody. Mm. A couple things. This is what we're manifesting for Ashley's trip to the hospital tomorrow. One, I will wake up on time because I have been a sleepy bitch. Okay. But but we're wrapping that up with one still. We wake up. We leave. Everything's good. Good vibes. Okay. We arrive. Not that many humans there. Not that many humans. That's we love that. And of the humans there, they have headphones. They have headphones and their phones are on silent. Okay. Then we're going to manifest that the doctor is also going to be really hot. We're going to get the rheumatologist and he's going to be gorgeous and single. So I've much like I've waited my whole life for a husband. I've also waited the last like fucking years for a rheumatologist. Oh, because by the way, you might be asking, Ashley, you've had lupus for so long. Why did you not have a rheumatologist? I would love to answer that question. It's a series of things. Uh, One being that when I got lupus, I moved to Oregon. The only Kaiser was like two hours away and we were focused on fix like doing Crohn stuff at that point because I just got off the medication that I've been on for the like last whatever years that I had Crohn's. And then because that medication caused a lupus, because why wouldn't it? That's my story line. So anyways, um, I was trying to fix the Crohn's thing first then the lupus. So then by the time I came back from Oregon, I was 26. So I lost my parents' health care. And then I was trying to get on cover California. The entire time that I was home before I was hired full time at Ghirardelli, the cover California had my birth date wrong and it was and they wouldn't change it. So no doctor would see me because my ID did not match my cover California card. So anyways, fine. I get on Ghirardelli's. You're like, sure, you still should have had a rheumatologist by now. I agree. This is where I have to take accountability for my own actions. Sometimes I get tired. It is a lot of work to get a doctor. And sometimes I just don't have the fucks to give. And that's on me. Maybe that is a lesson I'm learning from this was that if I would have had a rheumatologist on hold on retainer, then they could have solved this problem right away. Did I need another lesson? No, I was working on getting one. That was literally like we worked on getting the Crohn's under control, all that. That was like my 2021. And then my 2022, you know, was going to be like finding a therapist and then finding a rheumatologist. I got a therapist I like. I got a GI that I like. Okay, rheumatology. It, this just sped up that process. So anyways, tragic backstory aside, rheumatologist, he's going to be good looking. He's going to be single. He's going to be like this girl, even though I see her charts and her hot mess life, I love her. And then I'm going to marry the rheumatologist. And then we will never have this problem again because I won't need to go searching for a rheumatologist. He will literally be in my bed. Those are the goals. That's the manifestation. And then he's going to fix my feet and we're going to be fine. and be walking and drinking by Saturday, Fri- Friday night, ideally, because like we got the rehearsal. Those are the manifestations. And if I can only pick a couple of those, honestly, if I can, if I'm like, let's wheel it down, I will sit in a room full of 100 people listening to 17 videos being played all at the same time and text messages ringing and all that shit I'll sit in in the ER for hours if I have to. If the end result is, I'm walking this weekend. That's all I want. And then obviously for us to solve the problem long term. But for the short term, if I can just get 
to Saturday, I will be a very happy girl. So we're manifesting that into the world. Okay. So in order for me to get up at 6 a.m., I'm, I'm going to have to go to bed. <laughs> I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry it's more of like a crazy health update. But also, you know, not a lot of people are willing to share their health stories. And I know there's a lot of other people struggling out there. And I think it's important to normalize things like this. And I think it's important for people to not see it as a, oh, feel bad for me. Like, I don't really fucking care what you feel for me, honestly. I don't want you to feel bad for me. I'm fine. I'm going to be doing great. I want you to know that the health care system is not as easy as people think. That, message one. But two, I just want you to know that, like, people go through shit and then they're fine. And we're going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Like, I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to keep doing my successful podcast and I'm going to marry the rheumatologist and we're going to be okay. And also just to say that you never know what someone's dealing with. So be kind, be kind and you're going to be fine. It's, it's all going to be okay. I promise you. I know I'm going to be fine and all this stuff. If I say the word fine again, please throw a pie in my face. Um, I love you all so, so, so much. Thank you for listening again. I know that this is a little bit shorter and not like our normal hot mess express content. It's a little bit hotter mess and a lot more express. <laughs> um, and it's actually not that much shorter. I'm sorry. I can't, the way I'm seated is very strange. And so I can't totally see the computer, but like I just peeked over and we're doing great, sweeties. We're doing fabulous. Who am I to think that I can't talk for 40 minutes any these days? Like who is she? I love you so much. Uh, I cannot wait to talk to you next week and make sure that you do something fun and positive for yourself today and every day. I love you so much. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and download. Also, it would be really cool if you could leave a review. I would really appreciate it. I read other podcast reviews and I would just love to have some street cred of my own. So if you have the time, I'd love to do it. Uh, I've also been like in and out of the hospital and suffering and almost dying. So if you wanted to take pity on me and do something, that's fine. If I'm going to be hurt and I want to abuse it, this is the way I'm going to abuse it. <laughs> okay, I love you so much. Okay, bye.